Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests join on the Goodyear hotline. And guys... There's an optimism, an upbeat tone in your voice, Max. Oh, it's a good morning this morning. We start with the breaking news yesterday. It just had to happen. The Giants said they were going to sit down with Joe Judge. Remember that? And they need to see if everyone was talking about this. They need to see if, their vi- if the vision for the future aligns, right? Like, what direction is the team going? Does he, does he, is his direction the same direction they want to go in? They must have sat down and said, all right, Joe, what do you got? Well, my vision is we won six games last year. We got four this year. I could easily take two more off. We could get to two next year. And the Giants said, well, we want to go in the other direction. See you later, Joe Judge. Oh, guys. <laughs> Man, y'all funny. Is well. <laughs> I just, I'm giddy today. You know your team is bad when you're, oh, the, the, the GM retired and they fired the coach. Oh, good, good. It's well, a good morning. Well, at least they made the moves. Well, yeah, no doubt. They made the moves. But I knew his days was numbered when they said they had to meet. When you, when you got to meet and see where the vision is going, that's a conversation of letting you know, hey, man, we're going to sleep on it as an organization. You don't get good sleep because we're going to get our good sleep. You make sure that you talk to your family and let them know that chances are you probably won't be here. When we see you tomorrow, you better have bags under your eyes. Exactly, and that's what happened. Chris Canty on Canty and Golick Jr. had this to say about what went down with Joe Judge. I can't think back to a time where you saw a general manager and a head coach that weren't hired together, that weren't linked together, and it actually ended up working out in terms of long-term sustained success. I I can't point to an instance where we've seen that in the National Football League. So I think it was important for the Giants, if they're going to be looking for a general manager who, based on their hierarchical structure, is going to be the top, and then the head coach falling underneath that, then it made sense to go ahead and move on from Joe Judge. Let your GM have the autonomy to go through the coaching search and find who he wants, who he thinks is going to be the best option based on the pool of candidates available. Uh, You know, the funny thing about it is when I look at Joe Judge, he just doesn't even look like he should have got the job in the first place. I, I don't understand all these candidates that are out there, all these different coaches and prospects and guys that have done it, how did they wind up selecting him in the end, and then you go back and you look at when he first took over and it was, everything was bravado and it was, I'm going to do it my way and no names on the helmets in the back of the jerseys. And it was just like, it was a weird deal. And now I fast forward, as, as I was telling Jay before we started the show, you went for it on third and nine, backed up with a sneak. Jake You're going Trump. to get fired doing stuff like that when you when you start to really process it and think about it it was like there's a a number of things that aligned that was going to turn people off about who you were as a head coach jay you know and key but jay i know you're a giants fan and Mm -hmm. i had brandon marshall on this just in yesterday and we were talking and he made a point and it's a point that i've been making and thinking about the last couple years and i'll just express it my way all right there's nothing wrong with being conservative with look at, that just means you look to the past and say, hey, the things that worked, we want to stick with those, right? Conservative, what do you mean? Regarding what? As, an or, as a franchise, okay. the Giants, okay. right? There's nothing wrong with that. 
that philosophy just in life in general. I know what's worked in the past. I feel secure with that. I'm, but there's a difference between doing that and doing it reflexively, like unthinking, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems to me, and Brandon Marshall made this point about Joe Judge yesterday, that the Giants hire guys, GM and coach, that just give them the feeling they're looking for, Key. When you're like, you don't see what they saw in Joe Judge. Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman talk that old school football that gives Mara and these guys the right type of feeling. Oh, that's the way it used to be. But that's okay. A dude can do that. But does he understand the game now? Like, can, is that applicable to what's going on? Are you thinking it through? And the hiring of Dave Gettleman was not a th- well thought through, obviously, and nor was the hiring of Joe Judge. Well, I think when you when you think about Dave Gettleman to start with the general manager, he was in the building before in the past. So there was familiarity with there. Whether you like him or not, you can't say that he didn't have mild success in Carolina. Familiarity, that's though. Yes. That's the key. Have, yes, he did. He, he yes. had mild c- yes. success. So if you take mild success and familiarity – and you put it together, you think you're getting magic because he's familiar with the way we do things. He certainly went out on his own and had, some would say, success in Carolina building a team. Though I don't think that there was anything wrong with hiring him. He just didn't change. He, but here's, what, here's what they would say. He didn't learn his lesson. He still became, he still was hard-headed from his firing in Carolina when he got to the Giants. He didn't change his approach whatsoever. His approach was, I'm smarter than you. I'm better than you. I'll dupe you. I know more football than you. You don't know anything. So therefore I'll tell you what you think you need to hear and everything will be great. Instead of just changing his approach. If he had changed his approach, he probably could have been okay. It's amazing, Jay, that someone like Gettleman thinks he knows more than other people when actually everyone seemed to know more than him. That, that's fine. I, I'm not going to waste my energy on what was anymore. I'm, I'm really focused on what's going to be because oh. I'm oh. trying to be positive and optimistic okay. here. Okay. Like I'm sure yesterday Daniel Jones is thinking I'm in a pretty precarious situation considering I have a new GM and a new coach that's coming in. You know, Am I going to be the guy for the future? I would probably bet on him not being the guy, but at least I'm going to give some credit to the organization for John Mayer and Steve Tisch, right? Order of operations. They did it the right way. Mm. The GM retires. Max, you and I both think he should have been fired, but fine. <laughs> He's out regardless whether it's retirement or firing. Okay? Joe Judge, following days later, is fired. He is let go. Right order of operations. You don't want to bring in a GM with a head coach that you might have to fire the next year. Like, we're doing it right now. I want somebody who's progressive, who's offensively minded, who can bring in the right personnel pieces, and we can build foundationally the right way. Jay, I needed right that way. this morning. I needed yes. that this morning. Thank you for that. You're right. Let me, let me get all the negative stuff from the We're package. here, Max. You're we, right we got about, what we wanted. Now let's focus on what we need. You're also right about the Giants in this sense. They are a classy organization, but they are, right? Gettleman, who'd been sick and who'd been battling cancer the whole thing, he, he gets to retire. He's not fired just out of spite or something like, like, like another organization might do it the wrong way. They did it right. They got together. They realized it is time to make a clean break so we can hire a GM who can then go get his coach. You're right. That's, after all this dysfunction, they still are going about some things the right way, and we can now look forward to what will be, right? Who's going to be the GM? Who's going to be the coach? The Don't right, you still feel like the, there's some – like, there's still optimism around this. It's still a job where we were talking yesterday, Max. Is that Brian Flores? Is that Eric Bieniemy? Who do we want? Because there is talent the, on the field, guys. You know mm-hmm. We have talent. You want the right coach. Yes. You don't want 
offense or defense. You just want the right, right. guy, coach. Because the history in my my mind tells me ever since uh, Bill Parcells have left the Giants and just thinking in my in my head, they've gone offensive heavy the entire way. They've all you know when you think about uh, Dan Reeves, uh, uh, Jim Fossil, Tom Coughlin. Um, McAdoo, what's the uh, Dermer, Sher- uh, Shermer, Shermer, um, who else? That's it. And then and Joe Judge. Judge yeah. All them got offensive background. Yeah. So now you just need the right coach. The right coach. Are you suggesting that because of the tradition and history of the Giants, it should be a defensive background? No, just a right, a right coach, a coach that can win you. Games that can get you to a Super Bowl. How about this, this whole side CEO. of the ball? This side of the ball stuff doesn't work, especially not in it's windy New Jersey. Hide the right guy, a real CEO, key somebody yeah. that can actually run the organization. The next question for the Giants, of course, guys, is and you brought it up, Jay. Do they have the right quarterback? That's coming up at eight Eastern. But one franchise says they do have the right guy at that position. And we don't agree. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We are asking on the Dr. Mm. Pepper Twitter feed mm. at Key J and Max, mm. how many teams will have a new starting quarterback in 2022, and who are they? Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nations presented by Dr. Pepper. College football season's over. The fans are celebrating their victory. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right. One of the teams that could be in the quarterback market, speculation, the Cleveland Browns. But it's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless because here is Andrew Berry, GM, on their expectations in Cleveland at quarterback in 2022. We fully expect, you know, Baker to be our starter and, and bounce back. So I think Kevin Kevin mentioned this yesterday. We've been with Baker for a long period of this time at this point. You know, we know his work ethic. We know his drive. We've seen him as a as a talented passer in this league, and uh, we're looking forward to him getting healthy and, and continue to make improvements. And, you know, we expect him to bounce back next year. 
That straight talk. Oh, excuse me. Is go, it straight go ahead. talk? Yeah. That well, is that straight talk? Key? Is that straight talk? Yeah, that's straight talk for sure. Because you got it when you're evaluating somebody. As I said to you guys, I don't know, several days ago, or whatever about Baker in the situation. When you have an injured player that has success prior to the injury, you can't just throw him away due to the injury. You have to, because if you make the the mistake and decide to move on from him based on what you saw over the last several games, the interceptions, the subpart play, even though you know and your medical staff knows that he's fighting injury, and he alluded to that, letting the world know, and then all of a sudden you decide you want something better. Now, if he was healthy and Aaron Rodgers was available, I'm taking Aaron uh, Rodgers. I mean, come on, of course. Right? I mean, that's just the reality. He's not in that it. bucket, as you would say. If he's healthy and something's better and we're looking at it, then yeah. But the fact that he's not healthy, you've got to give him the opportunity to get healthy to evaluate him fairly, I would say. Because you've only evaluated him one year. They've only evaluated him that last year. Prior to that, you can't evaluate him with Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley and Freddie Kitchen. Like, you can't evaluate him with that. Well, except Jay, with, with Hugh Jackson, he was no good. But when they got rid of Hugh Jackson, second half of that year for a rookie quarterback, I thought he was quite good, actually. Mm-hmm. And then Key's right. He's had success. He had a year where it was like, okay, he can play the position. Then he gets hurt, and not so much. But the fact is, he's not a big guy. He's probably gonna. He's not a fast guy. That means there's a good chance, even behind a good offensive line, he can have an injury issue. Where are you on Baker Mayfield? It felt to me like Andrew Barry's like, okay, I'm in the hold position. So I'm sitting here saying, do I draft a quarterback, somebody to compete for the spot? Do I go after a guy like Malik Willis from Liberty, a guy who has the chance to be potentially pretty good in the league, let him compete for the position, and then. Next year, obviously, what, Baker's owed $18 million. Next year, I think it's like 18.5. Yeah. Let him prove it. I almost feel like Andrew Barry is saying all the right things by saying, here's your opportunity. Yes, this year you were plagued with injuries. We're rewarding you essentially because we already gave you your fifth-year extension. Um, and go for it. Give us the best shot. But if we can't do it next year, then we need to find the right people or the right person to fill that position. Now, what my problem is, though, Key, is like – Okay, as a number one pick, I'll take Eli as a Giants fan, right? Eli Manning, as a number one pick, you go, "Mm, you're expecting more from your number one before he won the Super Bowl. But the one thing about Eli is he could keep it together like a solid quarterback, and he never missed a game. He was an Iron Man, right? And then when it mattered most, it so happens he was an all-time clutch player. Now I look at Baker Mayfield. You drafted him one overall. He has not – he's been a good quarterback when he's on the field and healthy. He can play hasn't been healthy a lot, and now you're relying to get value at that pick on him being Superman when it matters most. You can't just assume he's going to do that. He can't stay healthy. You don't know how clutch he can be in the playoffs. And so now you're just evaluating him as a quarterback, and like you said, he's all right. Well, you've seen him in the playoffs, so you have that small sample size of evaluation from a year ago in 2020. You saw him in the playoffs. That he won. He's never going to be Eli Manning's size. Eli Manning, that's why I always say when you're itty-bitty, it's going to be problems. The NFL is made of big dudes. The NFL is big by nature. You can't have too many itty-bitties. Itty-bitty ba- who can't run. Baker Mayfield is short, but he's not small. Mm-hmm. He's a thick little sucker, right? He's, he's, he is. And you 
have got to evaluate a healthy Baker Mayfield before you make long-term commitments and decisions. He's already tied in the $19 million, like Jay said. Now you just do, if it was me, I want him to come back healthy. Do I want to keep Case Keenum around? Yeah, I'll keep Case Keenum around, whatever. And at that point, I want to see what he is. I'm not ready to give him a long-term extension. And if for some reason he turns back into 2020 Baker Mayfield, I may be inclined to give him a franchise tag at whatever the number is. I think the number probably is going to be closer to $40 million. Oh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine I with that. I can't do that. Because my salary cap is going up anyway. And I'm okay with that. Because then, if he takes me in 2023 at $40 million and does what I want him to do that he did in 20 and 22, and he does it again in 23, now we can talk long-term but extension. That, but, Keith, but my whole thing is... And if not... Out Dude, the door. Dudes like Kirk Car- Cousins, yeah. Dak Prescott. Let's right. just keep that in mind that played on the franchise tag as quarterback. Yeah. They wind up betting on themselves, and it paid off. I mean, I like Kirk Cousins fine. I'm not giving him no big deal. Dak is different. But if you look at Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, all these guys who got paid like they were elite but they weren't, that comes back, that comes back to bite you. Baker can work. At the right number, if they, if right now, if, if he had a nice season in Cleveland, like Max. here's three years at twenty three million a year, okay. But when you start talking forty for 40 this million. dude, but you can't see Max. I mean, I hope he gets paid good but for see, him. I'm Max, just saying, you yeah. can't, you can't look at it like that. You can't go forty million for this dude. That's the reality of the position, and that's what the numbers are, and that's what the franchise tag numbers are. You cannot say to yourself, well, "I'm just gonna let him walk out the door." Yes. You would pay Dak Prescott long-term. You mentioned Jared Goff. You mentioned Carson Wentz. When they made the decision to pay those two dudes, those two dudes was at the top of but their the game. the problem is, Jay, as the job of a GM, and Andrew Barry is an analytical guy, right, you, you must properly price commodities. The players mm-hmm. are coming, especially in a hard cap league, right? That's what I, I mean. I just hear forty million. I hear Baker Mayfield in the same breath, and I just start to cringe a little bit. I'm be honest. It's with you. the reality. I hear of what the you numbers. say. The market may dictate that, but I, that doesn't mean I have to give it to him. Word. <laughs> it doesn't mean you I have to give it, it to straight you. Straight you know talk, I mean? wireless, no. I, I, Jay just gave you the straight talk. He, he don't have to give it to him. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Well, then there's another AFC team saddled with a quarterback who can't win and not many options. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jermaine Wiggins will join us on the Goodyear Hotline in 10 minutes to talk about Bill Belichick's return to the playoffs. But 
There's more quarterback talk to get into. The Colts looked like they had an easy path two weeks ago. In fact, if you were to say, I think we had a conversation here. We did it on TV about, uh, uh, you know, which, which of, the, of these group of teams, wildcard teams, has the best chance to make noise in the playoffs. The, the logical answer was the Colts. But all they had to do was win one of their last two, and they'd be in the playoffs. First, they lost to the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders went on to win some clutch games, including against the Chargers in a great end to the regular season. And then they lost to the Jags week 18. And that you're supposed to beat the worst team in the league. So this has led to some questions about Carson Wentz's future with the Colts. Listen to head coach Frank Reich. We love the team we had this year. We knew everyone we brought in this year. Uh, We expected to play winning football. Next year's roster will be next year's roster. Um, I'm not going to evaluate or talk about any. I don't want to just open it up with one player and then start talking about all of them. So, Guys, on the surface, you go, well, okay, fine. I guess, Coach, you're trying to be slick a little bit. But, you know, it's not a vote of confidence. Like, I love Carson Wentz. He's definitely the quarterback. But you could take any doubt away by comparing that to what he said last year about Phillip Rivers. He was defeated. He wanted him back. He didn't say that about Carson Wentz, Key. Yeah, uh, look, man, Max, it's it's the end of the season, exit interviews, all of those sort of things. He's not going to just jump out and give America what they want. He already knows what you're looking for. The first thing that people going to walk in and, and ask him is a question about the quarterback. He knows that. He's already sat in the room with the PR guy and – He's looking for those questions. He's waiting for somebody to try to be slick, so he has an answer. Carson Wentz is going to be their quarterback next year. But why not answer it, Jay, the way – way, He's not going to do it. But he, he did it for, for, for a dude who actually wound up retiring in Phillip Rivers. But why the dude can't had he been it? there for a very long time and felt like it was a staple part of the organization. Like, I feel like there was a different relationship there with Phillip Rivers than there was with Carson Years was Phillip Rivers there. No, Jay, Jay means his relationship with yeah, one year. Frank Wright has been was there for an extended period, period of time times. in San Diego. Uh-huh, yes, that's uh-huh. what Jay meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, maybe it's because Rivers is may not play and you're trying to convince him to play because you don't have a better option at that moment. But you didn't have a better option at that moment. But you don't have a better option than Wentz at the moment, do you? Uh, You don't, but if I... Open myself up to Carson Wentz. Now I'm opening up myself to Darius Leonard, to Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., to T.Y. Hilton. I'm starting to now. You're going to start asking me questions about everybody. But, but, so I'm but, not ready to answer anything right now. But that's what I'm saying, Key. Like, it could just be as simple as the fact that he could be somewhat confident, but maybe he doesn't really know. Mm. Like, and, and that's okay. You don't have to say that publicly. You don't have to say that you're not really sure. But you have a guy that you went out, you got a first – you know, you're able to trade a first-round pick, right? You but got that's Carson why you're Wentz. Sure. Well, you have no other choice but to be sure. That's why you're sure. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, that's why you're not going to say you're, if you're not sure or not. You're like, on the this hook. is what it's going to be. You're on the hook. He has to play next year, and we have to achieve our goals. So I'm trying year, to see. If we don't, we can cut him. So the difference between this and Philip Rivers is you with Philip Rivers. 
he can do what he wants to do, whatever. But Carson Wentz, you're married to anyway for at least another season. So since that, I don't know. To me, that doesn't make a lot of sense, only because you could get the questions about all the other guys on the team last year, too. It didn't stop him from but, giving Philip Rivers, saying, yeah, we want Philip Rivers, period. But I'm not ready at the end of the season in my exit interview to start talking about what my roster is going to look like come next year. This has led, by the way, what we're discussing, to former Colts Super Bowl champion. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Saying, Wednesday ain't the answer. First, Darius Butler told us that yesterday. And then Jeff Saturday said, this is why it's time to move on when he was on first take. Listen. When the moments matter most, that cannot be the position that you're concerned about. You have to have, hey, we're going to ride through this. He might not be the greatest, kind of the Jimmy G mentality. He might not be the greatest, but when, when, when that drive, that signature drive has to be had, Garoppolo steps up and makes that drive. That's what you have to have for Wentz. He doesn't have to carry you all season, but, man, you've got to have him in certain moments put the team on his back and carry that. He did not do it really in any, in any season or any point of, of games this season, in my opinion. So I think if you're the Colts, you're looking for the next person to do that. And Key, he said that to you on first take yesterday, right? Yeah, we were on first take together. But I understand what Jeff is saying. If he's not the guy, you look for the next guy. That doesn't necessarily mean right this second. Mm-hmm. That may mean in 2023. But there's a lot to that goes with being a successful quarterback. You've got to have successful personnel around you. Yes, Jonathan Taylor's great. Michael Pittman Jr. is good. But Michael Pittman Jr. is more of a two than a bona fide one. Agreed. And that's okay. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton is a little up there in age. So they've got to figure out what to do to get him a little bit more help. And I think he played well enough to warrant him a second year in a new system, because everybody just automatically assumes, Jay, Max, Frank Reich, Philadelphia, he was there. It's the same system they ran. It's not. First year with the new team. First year with a new team. Uh, Jay, on the other hand, Carson Wentz, like he was talking about this yesterday, you, you don't need him to be Superman. You need him to hold it down not make mistakes, and then two or three times a game, can he get you over the top? Because well, he has what, that kind of talent. That's what Jeff just said the same thing. Right, but, but Jay, if he's not giving you the big play and you're relying on Carson Wentz to game manage? Well, so this is what I find interesting about this situation, and I, I, I truly understand what Key was saying about the personnel around. But, like, Key, I find it funny that when, for a guy like Carson, like we then start talking about the talent that's surrounding him, right? And we start saying, well – you upgrade a couple positions, and I can relieve things for Carson Wentz. Well, I think when you look at a lot of the balls that Carson threw, man, like it, it felt like regardless of who the personnel was, like it was bad balls sometimes, just like bad balls. Like it wasn't about, hey, if you gave him more options, that would make him better. It was just he's not making other people better. Well, it, I, clearly the interception that he threw against the Jaguars was – I don't even know what that was. Well, even those shuffle passes they threw. There's always a couple of those with Wentz. Season. Whenever always. you need him, always, there's always, there, Key, you will be sitting here going, I, I don't know if that, that play, I don't know about Wentz. I mean, this is this dude. Man, that pass he threw against the Jags, I'm like, what the hell are you looking what, at? What are you doing? You can fix that. People have been saying that for but, hey, by the way, can, by the way, Key, though, this is the best that. part about that line. And it only brings me back to it, Max. How many times have we been on air with Key? And where Key's like, there's always some coach. I can fix that. <laughs> I can fix that. There's some coach that's going to take a chance on I can fix that. I it feels like Carson Wentz is who Carson yeah, Wentz you can is. Squint. But, he, but, but in all honesty, let's be fair. 
he didn't play as bad as he did. He didn't play as bad as he did a couple years ago. That's, fair. That's true. That's he had fair. a good bounce back season. You can squint and see what you want with a lot of players. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Let's get to two teams that are actually playing on Super Wild Card Weekend. And Everybody wants to hear life. All of the smoke in the land light. Damn, there's a few that are sharing right. Hunting for blood and some twilight. They're running with bulls. I'm bringing that raw to your Fires it downfield into the end zone. Chase has got it. Touchdown. I'm leaving the race in my back. Looking for the goal line. He's in. Touchdown. And getting you ready for Super Wild Card Weekend Saturday. The rubber match, Patriots and Bills. Jermaine Wiggins, former Patriots tight end and WEEI host with us. What's going on, Jermaine? Thanks for jumping on. What up, Jay? Not a problem. Not a problem. Good morning. What up, Wiggy, Wiggy, Wiggy? So, Key, what's good, man? You got it. Jermaine, how much will the Patriots have to rely on Mac Jones in Buffalo this weekend? I think they're going to have to call on him. You know, when you look at a lot of these playoff games, it comes down to, you know, most games comes down to the quarterback, you know, having to make plays. And I think this is going to be one of those games where Mac is going to, I think he's either going to win or lose the game for you. Uh, Buffalo knows what the Patriots want to do is run the football. And I think they're going to put Mac in a position where he's going to either have to win it or lose it. So I I think they're going to have to rely on him a lot this week. So you know, I'm looking forward to it. He's a rookie, but he's no longer a rookie because now it's playoff time, and let's see if he can get it done. Can you trust Mac Jones, though, to be the guy that wins the playoff game, like right now, well, or, or is it still going through the defense and Belichick and running the ball? Is it still that, or can he well, make those big-time throws? Well, what I said, and I've been kind of saying this here, and I get a little criticism, a little kickback for it, is that this team is built on their defense. It's built on their running game, and Mac Jones is kind of a passenger. And every now and then, you know, can you go on them long drives? Every now and then, there's somebody in the back. You let him drive for an hour, but you really don't want him driving the whole way. You just want him kind of like handing you the snacks. That's what he is. And when he's called upon to drive, he has to make plays. I mean, you've seen it before with the Tampa Bay Bucks team and Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer with the Baltimore Ravens. You being a passenger is not a bad thing, but this team is based on their defense and their ability to run the football. I don't know if he could put the game on his shoulder and he could win you the football game where he has to go out there and do it for four quarters, but can he do it for a possession? Can he do it for a drive? That's what we're going to have to see if he can do that because, you know, Buffalo, they're going to be ready to go. We all know Josh Allen's probably the second-best quarterback in the AFC right now, and I think that that's the biggest thing for Mac Jones. Can he do that? As of right now, I'm not sure about that, but it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be really difficult for him to do that against a good Buffalo uh, Buffalo defense. Super Bowl champion Jermaine Wiggins joining us here, former NFL tight end on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Jermaine, I got to ask you. So the weather looks like it's going to be very cold and snowy in Buffalo once again. The Bills had trouble with the weather at home in their loss to the Pats earlier this season. How much do you think the weather coming into this weekend will be a factor? You know what, Jad, that's a great question, and I think it is a factor, and it's a factor for the Patriots because the Patriots want to play defense and run the football, so they don't want to put the game in the quarterback's hands. And if you look at Buffalo, what they want to do 
It's about Josh Allen. It's about his ability to throw the football, his ability to make plays. So if the weather's not that good, here's a guy that now you have to throw in bad weather. You have to now play a game. Buffalo doesn't run the ball that much. They don't have a good running attack. So I think the weather plays a huge factor, just like it did the first time the, the Bills met the Patriots, and it played right into New England's hand where they ran the football, and Mack only threw three passes that game. That's what you want. And I'm a Pats fan. I'm hoping for bad weather. And if you look at Josh Allen's stats, he doesn't really it's, – it's a crazy thing. In the NFL, even though I know he played at Wyoming, he doesn't play well in cold-weather games. I think his quarterback rating in games under 40 degrees is like is probably like 50, 50.8 or something like that. So this game is going to be a huge factor uh, if the weather plays, plays a big part of it, and it's an advantage for the Patriots. Jermaine, you look around the NFL, the AFC in particular, and the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting there, the Tennessee Titans, Raiders, Bengals. Are the Pats and the Bills legitimate Super Bowl threats coming out of the AFC? If you would ask me this question four weeks ago, I was, I was yes, I was all over it. But the last four weeks of the season, the way they finished – you know, it's got me. It's, it's got me feeling a little, some type of way a little bit. I have some type of concern. Can they do it? Can Mac do it consistently? He's going to have to go on the road for three weeks to get to a Super Bowl. Can he do that? And I've has I have some concerns. If the defense can do what they were doing prior to these last four weeks, I think they can get you there. But there's some teams that are playing well. You know, you brought up Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's one of those teams you got to look out for because their offense is potent in Kansas City. We know what they can do. But it's about their defense, Key. And if their defense can do what they were doing prior to the last four weeks of the season, where they were creating turnovers, they were scoring on defense, they were getting great field position for the offense, they can. But these last couple of weeks, they haven't been able to show that. So this game Saturday night, obviously you know how it is in the playoffs. It's one and done. But it's going to be about their defense. Jermaine, take me back to the coaches here because it feels like there's a little bit of a scuffle, like a mental battle going on between Sean McDermott and Bill Belichick. Even after the game when they lost, a reporter asked Sean McDermott about the game, and he said, look, don't, don't give Bill Belichick more credit than he deserves, right? Like, talk to me about that battle of schemes that's going to take place. Well, it's real simple. One guy got, is the greatest coach of all time, and the other guy got mad space in his head being rented out by Bill Belichick. That's the thing. Sean McDermott, I, when you start saying it's not about Bill Belichick, you know that the guy on the sideline that you're looking across, I don't know if you ever seen the Waterboy, the movie. You remember that scene in there when he looks across and he sees the coach and he's got like a baby face? <laughs> that's what Sean McDermott, that's what he looks like when he sees Bill Belichick. And I think when you when you see this and you, you play it in the league before, you understand when a team rents space in your head or a coach rents space in your head, it's very difficult for you to get over that hump. So he might say all those things, but he says it because he knows it's been difficult for him to beat Bill Belichick, even though they have at times. But in the playoffs, it's a completely different thing. And Bill Belichick got a nice piece of real estate in Sean McDermott's head, and that's something that he's going to be thinking about, you know, all game long. Jermaine Wiggins, you said a lot here today, uh, including Josh Allen, who was drafted to play in the cold weather. Big, strong kid, big arm can run, right? You've noticed he hasn't actually played well in cold weather. Belichick, maybe a year ahead of schedule with Mac Jones, the rookie. You think Mac Jones needs to make some big plays at some point for them to win? Do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, by far. I think you look at it, Max, and it's about quarterbacks making big plays in the playoffs. That's what it's about. You might not have that great game, but can you make those big plays? And do the Patriots have enough? Who's that guy that's going to step up and be that playmaker? They don't have that wide receiver like a Keyshawn Johnson that I played with where defensively guys go, hey, we need to make sure we double this guy. So who's going to be that guy and can Mac make those big plays? You're 100% right. It's going to come down to him making those big plays, and do they have a guy that can do that? And what what about Belichick? Because he is the greatest coach of all time, and last year it looked bad. Oh, no Brady. He didn't make the playoffs. Brady won the Super Bowl. Who do you trust more to make it to the Super Bowl this year, Belichick or Brady? <laughs> well, I, I – I might have said Brady before the Chris Godwin injury, before the Antonio Brown, you know, whatever you want to call that fiasco out there. But when you look at it, I, I think until Bill proves it, it's going to be hard for, for, for me to say uh, Belichick because Brady's still proving it. Brady's proven it last year. But I got to go on out on the limb because I'm a Pats fan and my allegiance is to the Patriots. So I'm going to say it's about Bill Belichick. And I feel like this is his year, man. I'm going to ride this one. I feel like it's year. So I'm going Belichick all the way. Jermaine, how much Popeye's chicken did you eat after watching uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, your alma mater, take care of business against Alabama in the national championship that they hadn't won since 1980? Or better yet, half of your alma mater because you went to Marshall and you went to Georgia. Right, right. You know, but I rep both of them, but we rep Georgia, you know. Key, somebody got to grab the chicken, right? Yeah. Make sure I get your order right. So we got to get the chicken. Now they got the chicken sandwiches. So we, we happy over here. I, my Bulldogs, they did what they did. They they put a whooping on Bama. You know, so it, 41 years, it's been a minute. But now George is back on top. Kirby got those guys right where they need to be. So, hey, it's great to be a Bulldog. I know USC's got some things going on right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on USC because my son is – um is a freshman at Arizona, so he's in the Pac-12. So I'm going to keep my eye on USC and Arizona when they play. Facts. That is Jermaine Wiggins, ladies and gentlemen, on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you very much. All right, Jay. Not a problem. All right, Wiggy. So, Later. So, guys, you know, I thought he made an interesting observation about Josh Allen, who was obviously drafted to play in that cold weather and snow and on wind and all that stuff, but – has not had a great track record doing it so far. And Mac Jones, who, Kian, you talked about Carson Wentz like this, and now Mac, it's the same sort of thing. Can you just not mess things up and then a couple times a game make the play, right? Like, that's what we're looking at. Talented quarterback underachieving in cold weather versus a dude who's game manager. But that's all – see, okay. That's all quarterbacks in the playoffs, Max. I'll just take you to the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. Did you see him in last year's Super Bowl? He did, He just didn't screw anything up. Right. And that sounds weird because it's Tom Brady. But he wasn't giving the football to the other team. He made six throws that counted in the entire Super Bowl that took care of business against the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and in the NFC. <clears throat> yeah, Jay. I'm just laughing because do you guys remember the game where they played at Buffalo? He only had three pass attempts. 
Yeah, three, Mac, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. The weather, yeah, the weather, weather dictated three. that for sure. Yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're, it almost feels like we're going towards the same thing. If the weather's going to be cold and snowy. And one of them could have been a turnover, by the way. That was a mistake. Like and they just pounded the ball down. Everybody knew what was coming with and the that rushing may, attack. And that could be the same game plan that they walk into Buffalo with again if it's that type of weather. But there's some guys, and this goes to the Carson Wentz conversation we were having. There are some guys, like Jimmy G, right? We talked about Jimmy G. Someone brought it up. Where even though he missed the shot to Sanders, which would have won the Super Bowl, along the way he was able to make enough of those when it mattered. There are some guys you trust to do that. Mac Jones, there's something about him. Whether or not in the end he gets it done, you're like, yeah, I think I'll bet you he could do it. And there are guys like Carson Wentz who you go, "Mm, with the chips on the line, I don't trust this dude. Mac Jones gives me the feeling of someone you can trust. Well, one, for one, the coaching philosophy is a little bit different. Bill Belichick is going to allow him to go to third and four, second and six. He's not going to have him at third and 15, where now he's got to make that 15-yard throw like we or, – or fourth and – 12, five consecutive times like we saw Justin Herbert do all, the other it's day. It's all about that. Are you looking at third and long all the time? Well, and we, if you're on the Giants, you got to do a quarterback sneak at third well, and long. When you start getting into these playoff scenarios, it is where it is, and you need to make plays. That you're is right. correct. Got to make those make plays. plays. Giants fired Joe Judge last night. That's a play they made. Making them the third team in search of a GM and head coach, and Key's got certain candidates all of them should stay away from. Stay away from. <laughs> You see these names, stay away. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 